You're listening to the Moody Mommies Podcast. Audio warning. You may or may not hear kids screaming, yelling in the background. Or us screaming or yelling at them to keep it together. Hi guys. It's us. We are your Moody Mommies. I am Vanessa. And I'm Jessica. And we're back. We're so excited to have some mommy time, chat it up a bit. Yeah, we have a lot to catch you guys up on and excuses for why we've been MIA. It's been peaks and valleys and, you know, all of it. But we're here and our Instagram presence has even been, has even dwindled a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But we'll get on that it's hard it's hard to post when you know you're going through i mean everything we're going through feels like it's really private and personal because it is but we're gonna share it with you guys here yes because we pretty much share everything <laughs> we, <Well>. do. Almost. <laughs> we do we do um so i mean i guess this week we're gonna be just you and i next week we're gonna pick back up with our guest or not next week but next episode we're gonna have um somebody come talk about swim that's gonna be interesting some water safety water safety for our little ones but this is gonna be just about us for you guys um we had a good i had a good christmas did you have a good christmas ness I did. I did. I went over to my mom's, you know, sisters, everything. Good times. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Christmas was good. It was mellow. Uh, I had a couple people come to our house and, you know, kept it chill mode. But this is around the time where everything kind of got a little crazy for us, right? Yeah, So definitely. So, Ness, Vanessa, you have the real story here so I'm gonna let you kind of talk us through what's been going on with your family yeah um so Christmas was great and was let's say you know my husband he works very you know odd hours he goes in later in the evening so the time that he's coming home is very very late hours of the night So I've always been kind of like, hey, when you get out of work, can you call me? So that way I know you're on your way home. I know what time you left. Just in case anything, you know, you're coming home at these crazy hours where people are driving drunk, whatnot. Anything can happen. Right. Yeah. So um, I went to my niece's birthday party. Wasn't feeling too good. I was actually coming down with a cold. I didn't even want to go. And I still forced myself to go, took the kids, came home. I fell asleep early that night. And I woke up and I was thinking, he's not home yet, you know. He should be here, but... What time was it? This is, I think, around 1. Okay. And um, I fell back asleep. And before I knew it, my phone was ringing and it was him. And mind you, this is now it's past midnight on Friday. So we're looking at Saturday, December 30th and the day before New Year's Eve. And I get a phone call from him and I answer it. And he's telling me, I'm having the worst night of my life. And I'm like, what's going on? Like it instantly just woke me up completely. And he's like. You know, I I gave this guy a ride home from work. And when I was slowing down to pull up to his house, he lived right here in Compton. And when I was slowing down to pull up to his house, a car pulled up on the side of me and pulled out a gun on me. And so he instantly just took off. And mind you, this night, the fog was like, the thickest ever like you couldn't see anything outside so he takes off to get away from these guys with the gun and they start chasing him and he's just flying down the street in the fog and the street ended 
and there was nothing to tell him that the street was ending. So he was going too fast. He couldn't slow down in time to go left or right. So he flew straight into a nursery. And, and so he knocked down the fence and he flew head into a it's like a storage container, like those metal storage containers that, you know, they use for like the ports and stuff. He missed the first one and he flew into the second one and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And so this happens and the first thing he does is call my dad. Mm-hmm. And so my dad is already basically on his way by the time I'm finding out about this. So I'm freaking out because I have two babies asleep. I can't just jump out of bed and run to his rescue, even though that's exactly what I wanted to do. But I didn't want to take them out in the freezing cold. I was just so torn with what to do with myself, you know. So... um I called my sister crying, hoping like she would wake up and, you know, come and help. And she did, of course. Um, So she got here. Her husband stayed with the kids and her and I jumped in the car and we headed to where my husband told me he was. And mind you, it's super foggy. We're trying to, you know, drive slow but also get to him because you know we're worried about what's happening and um he calls me and he tells me that my dad has picked him up and he's on his way to our house to hurry up and turn around so I get to my house and I take one look at him and he's just his face is just covered in blood oh my god he can't walk. My dad had to carry him and get him into the car. Um, and I'm just flipping out like, oh, my goodness. So I called 911 right away and I run in the house to get him like a jacket and everything. And the baby's awake, screaming bloody murder for me. Luna. So Luna. Yeah. So um, she I had to, you know, take her with me. I had to take her to the hospital with me. Um, luckily they took him to a hospital that's right down the street from my house. And, um, you know, right away they're doing x-rays and, you know, they don't really know what's going on. And I want to say maybe an hour or two later, they, they did a x-ray and they seen that his hip was dislocated and fractured. Do you want to talk about about what happened in that meantime when you weren't with him? Like what you've heard, what Joey told you happened? So I totally forgot to mention that um, when he crashed into this nursery, your instant reflex or, you know, when you get in an accident is to jump out of the car. So when my husband tried to get out of the car, he instantly fell. And so he picked himself back up and got into the vehicle, back into the vehicle because they're, this, it's a nursery. So they're, the car just started getting swarmed with dogs. So he just so, had to like crawl back in, like arm Right. Like he in. just like basically had to like pull his body up on with the, you know, the car doors or whatever it was that he can get himself in back into that car with. And the coworker that he was giving a ride home to was just like completely fine. He had his seatbelt on and he's just like flipping out like, oh, my gosh, those guys are going to come back for us. They're going to come back for us. They're going to come back for us. Do you everybody keeps asking me this? um, Do you think that guy was in a gang or like knows something about that? That's why he was so paranoid, or do you think it was just all the circumstances that made that guy so sketchy? I'm thinking maybe it was all the circumstances, and, I mean, he knows where he lives. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he totally know his surroundings were, and that was my biggest concern of why I was trying to get to him so suddenly, because I was afraid that these guys were going to go back and find them and it's you know they're stuck at a dead end they're he's injured in a car like 
they could just walk up to him and just shoot him, you know? So that was my biggest fear and why I was like trying to race against time to rush to him. So after this, that's when he calls your dad once he like gets in. Gets right. Away from so the dogs. I guess once he got back in the car and gets away from the dogs, he calls my dad and lets him know what happened. And my dad jumps out of bed and rushes to his rescue. And this is the crazy and suckiest part of it all is my dad gets there and, you know, he's he's tries to find it. He finds it. So my dad pulls up and my dad has a flashlight and he's like in the driveway of where the, the car flew into. And he's looking around and a cop happened to be passing by and seeing my dad outside of a nursery mm. at three in the morning what are you doing here, sir? So my dad's there trying to rescue my husband. And now the cops have him. Put your hands up. What are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. You know, they're hassling him. And he's trying to explain to them, like, my son-in-law got in a car accident. He's back there. Like, I'm just trying to help him. Like, he just called me, you know, like, please just let me get back there and, and make sure he's okay. So luckily, you know, they didn't give him too too bad of a hard time and you know they let him get to him and did they go with get him your, in the car did they go with your dad to help him um no they just they like, didn't okay, bye. Mm-hmm. what kind of police yeah and then like when they told when my dad told them like hey this is what happened like he just got chased by two gang members you know they had a gun oh yeah well this stuff happens every night Mm-hmm. That was their answer. They were just so unconcerned. Not a care in the world that there was two bad guys out there to go catch, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's when, you know, my dad brought him back to the house. I called 911, and they picked him up from here. And so I'm I'm in the ER with him. I want to say it's about 5 in the morning now. And, you know, I have the baby, and, you know, my dad's there with me. My sister's here at the house with Zoe, and I'm just all over the place because, of course, it's the ER. You don't really get answers within the first 5, 20 minutes or hour that you're there. It's it's nothing but waiting, and the waiting is the hardest part because it's just like, oh, my God. Like, you know, your biggest fear with a car accident is that there could be, like, internal bleeding or just – it could be – your worst nightmare and right. it is your worst nightmare yeah because you said so, he, he hit it he wasn't wearing his seatbelt like you were saying no and no. his head like smashed against the glass of the window his right? head was cracked open and yeah the windshield was was cracked where his head cracked it open and the car was completely just totaled it was a nightmare to see and to see that he walked away from that it was a miracle you know Luna starts to get pretty fussy and I know like okay it's I gotta get her something to eat you know so my dad and I step away to get something to eat for the baby and we come back and there's like a whole trauma team around him like yes and I'm like trying not to flip out but in my head I am and I'm just like what the hell is going on like I'm freaking out because I'm just thinking, did something happen when I walked away or what is it? Did, did they see something in those x-rays? What what happened? So I'm standing outside of, I mean, the doors are glass, so you can see everything in there. And there's about like six or seven people around him. And I can hear a drill gun and I, you know, they're drilling holes on the sides of his knee. Mm. And um, there's one guy gets his leg and like climbs on the bed with him and is like picking his leg up over and over again. And I could hear all of his bones breaking, like cracking over and over. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what the hell is going on right now? You know, so what they were trying to do was put his hip back into place like just pop it back into place and they couldn't do that so because they couldn't do that 
they were drilling the the holes on the side of his knee so that they could put a traction on his leg to hold his hip in place. So a traction is what? Like in case somebody doesn't know what that is. So it's basically like it bears weight. It's so they drill, they drilled two holes on the side of his knee and there was like a metal piece that went through his knee and it connected to the foot of the bed. And then there was a big bag of, of water weight. So I believe the weight was about like 20 pounds. So basically that water is pulling on his knee so that it keeps his hip in place. So it doesn't pop back out of place. Um, now, let me remind you guys that this happened December 30th. So every hospital is not staffed during the holidays like they would be if this happened on December 10th or February 10th. You know, the holidays, they are not, they they don't have very op- many operation rooms running unless it's like a life or death situation they're not going to operate on you so this traction gets put into place i want to say around 9 a.m on december 30th and my husband had to sit in that bed with his leg chained to it until january 2nd insane because could not perform the surgery until the day after New Year's. Like it's so, it sounds like just a few days, but just imagining right laying down for how many days is that? Four? Three, um, I want to yeah, yeah, basically four days, mm-hmm. and you're just lying there. You can't get up. You can't do anything. Like we're so, nothing. We're so fidgety. We are up and about all the time right. and so just yeah this, and and that's like it's so painful to have right just all that pressure on your leg and your hip just non-stop pain for four days right and I, mean, and, and I know the pain didn't go away once he left the hospital it was just that was what he was dealing with being completely immobile for what how many hours is that i can't do the math i don't even know um somebody will do it if you're listening, <laughs> you count the hours first. Well, that that was the worst part of it all. It was like they basically put a band-aid on him for like four days, like, oh, we can't operate on you, so just hang hang stay still. You can't move. You gotta stay like this for until we can come and get you. Yeah. You know, so it was it was tough, guys. Like you have to remember I have two babies on top of what I'm going through with him. So that was another issue was having people come and help me with my kids and be here and have someone to be here to take care of them so I can be there to take care of him. So it was tough and it's still tough every day. And and he was go he's in the hospital extremely frustrated. And right. the amazing thing is, is that you recognize everything that was going on where some, right. some people take it really personal and they're just like, oh, they're being mean to me. And like, why am I even being here for them? And you right. just like, you know better than that. Like, hey, man, like he's frustrated right. and he's going to take it out on you know, who loves him the most. Like, who's here? Right. Who's going to be his punching bag? And, exactly. you know, like you made the choice to be that instead of being like, you know what? You sit in the hospital by yourself and I'm going to be with our kids. Exactly. Exactly. It was... It was very hard. It was, it is the hardest thing that I've had to go through in my life to have to watch someone you love be in so much pain and you, you can't help them. You know, you're just, you have to sit there and watch and you're trying so hard to be their cheerleader, but you just really are trying not to fall apart yourself, you know? Oh, you're doing a great job. I'm trying. (laughs) I hide it well but thank you (laughs) but like this is one of the things that we had been talking about in previous episodes about you know having a village to help you with your family and you were kind of saying that you felt like you didn't have one but after this happened I feel like a lot of things changed for you 
Yeah, definitely. I felt like I definitely regretted and I choked on my words in in that previous episode because I do have a village, you know, and I feel like maybe me, a part of me feeling like I didn't have one was my mouth. My problem is my mouth. I shut my mouth or I open it too much and I'm learning, you know, I have a lot of attitude and I'm learning how to use it wisely and I'm also learning how to ask for help. Like I'm not vocal about speaking up about when I need something. And this experience, I knew there was no way that I was gonna get through it with trying to be tough girl and say, I got it, I could figure it all out. I could take these kids to the hospital with me, we'll be fine. Like there was no way I could do that. I couldn't, I couldn't pretend this time. Yeah. So I had to, I, you know, my sister came and she visited, I believe like the first day that it happened or maybe even the second. And I have a niece, she's 14 and, you know, she has four siblings. So she's pretty hands-on with kids. And I, you know, she offered to stay to, to help out with the kids and, you know, when they were ready to leave the hospital, I spoke up and I was just like, you know what, I think I do need Brianna to stay like it would really help me a lot. And my niece and my sister and her husband, they I really don't know what I would have done without them the whole week. Like he was in the hospital for an entire week, like from Saturday to Saturday. So for a whole week, I basically wasn't home like I couldn't spend the night because Luna is still nursing and she does look for me through the night so like every night I would just stay there as late as I possibly could with him I would come home wake up make them breakfast and leave like and go straight to him and be gone every day that was the same exact thing so it was really really tough because for a week I probably seen my girls for like an hour every day if that you know so So it was really really hard but um they adjusted pretty well everyone told me that they they behaved good and they didn't cry too much for me which I think it was maybe a good thing for us because you know we're always with each other we have severe separation anxiety (laughs) um so I felt like it did help you know, with Luna being super attached. Um, it it was unfortunate, of course, because you can't get a three-year-old and a one-year-old to understand what happened to daddy and why we're not home. I mean, I'm sure they looked at it as like a vacation, like, oh, mom and dad aren't here, you know, <laughs> party time. Like I get to hang out with my cool aunts and cousins and, you know, whoever comes by to help out. And there was a lot, you know, my best friends, they came over and helped out. Like, you know, you came and hung out and it's just, you guys are just amazing. Like, I really am very, very grateful and blessed with the people that I have in my life. And I'm, I'm very, very aware of that. And it's things like this, you know, that, that make you just appreciate the things that you take for granted and, it sucks that something so horrible has to put you back in your place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that just health, like people take their health for granted. And it's something that is definitely a blessing that we all, I mean, just your body, just using everything. I mean, you, you don't realize how lucky you are to get up and, be able to walk away from your own bed, you know, like, so that's, that's the thing. It's part of this recovery is, you know, my husband is not going to be able to walk for quite some time. He had to do surgery because he dislocated his hip so bad and he fractured it so bad. There's like a wall where your femur goes into And he basically just blew out his whole wall. There's like no hip wall. So they had to put in a metal, you know, a metal plate in there, a metal bar, some pins, some screws. 
So they had to basically just put them all back together like that. And now we're on our road to recovery from here. And it's tough. You know, it's. They said what, six months to a year. Yeah. I mean, that's what they told him. It's six months to a year. And hearing that, it sounds like forever. And of course, my husband is just picturing himself in a walker, Mm -hmm. on a wheelchair, on crutches for a whole year. And that's not the case. But, you know, having to be the person to remind him of all of that and and not let him get depressed and let this situation bring him down because it's going to bring us all down, you know. So I have to be our backbone as much as I possibly can and... It's exhausting, but um, I definitely would say that it's something that's going to teach us patience if we didn't have any, like, and that's what it's going to take, you know, to get him better and healthy and we'll get there. It's going to be a road to recovery for sure because it's this and the kids on top of it. So it's tough, but yeah, so he can't at the moment put any, we're only two weeks after surgery right now. So he can't put any weight on it just yet. And it's tough, but we're getting through it. Every day is a new day. He's a little bit more healed. So we're getting there. I just, I mean, I know he was, of course, like we were saying, really frustrated. Does he feel like he's easing up a little bit? Is he giving you a little bit of an easier time? Or? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, uh, I feel like most of his frustrations were definitely before the surgery. Like that traction, like it, torture, right? Like you have metal drilled through your knee and you're chained to a bed. Like you can't move. I mean, I would probably be frustrated after the first day, and he probably was only frustrated with me the last day, you know? Yeah. So he did pretty well, and, um, yeah, he's doing good. He's he's not he's – very, he's very caring with me because I guess – it's crazy because before this happened – I would try to get him to understand what my day was full of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what do you mean? How hard could it be? That's what every working husband says, you know, like, oh my gosh, all you do is you get to stay home all day. Like, like it's just a breeze. It's just a walk in the park, you know? So I feel like with him not being able to help me and him sitting here seeing how hard my day is I feel like that's kind of what's killing him right now yeah is is seeing like oh my gosh like I should have understood you before and I'm sorry that I didn't you know and I think now he feels a little bit worse because he knows that I it just added on to my my workload you know because you know, I have to care for him as well on top of the kids. So that's, that's my job. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you sign up for when you marry somebody, for better or worse. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but yeah, that's my um. That's where I've been hiding out, guys. I'm so sorry. I've been super busy. Jessica's been trying to hunt me down for some moody mommy talk. <laughs> and I've kind of been dreading this episode because I knew it was going to be tough to tell my story. But I'm sure you guys have been wondering where we've been hiding. Yeah. I I mean, not that I'm trying to hunt you down because, of course, I mean, I... How could I not understand? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you even, totally get it. Yeah, it's just like, well, we'll get, we'll get to it when we get to it. And what else can we do? Emergencies happen. Yeah. And this is something that has to take priority over everything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do. We have set up some dates with 
uh, people to do some other podcasts on. So those commitments we're going to keep to, but our one-on-one yes. episodes may come and go here and there. We never really know when we get time to talk, just you and I. But, yeah. Um, but we still do our This Is Us podcast. So that's the other thing, you know, to do both the podcasts with such a little bit of time is pretty I difficult. I know. I feel like, well, I don't know. I'm happy the show is back on, of course. So. Yeah. But if it wasn't, I feel like I would definitely have more time for Moody, of course. Yeah, yeah, because that would a time we would talk about Moody Mommies then, and then, you know, we wouldn't have the show. If you guys don't watch This Is Us, you're crazy because... They're just winning awards like crazy. They're the best. I read, I know this is in our This Is Us podcast, people, but uh-huh. you're going to hear my comment for a uh-huh. second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read that something really cute that supposedly, like, the kid actors didn't have tickets or whatever to the Golden Globes, so, like, the adult actors took them with them. You know what? Yeah, that was for the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild. Okay. Um, so I guess in order to get an invite, to the actors guild you have to have come out in like x amount of episodes and the kids Uh weren't featured enough in the show to qualify for a ticket so the actors gave up their plus one so that they could bring the kids that is freaking adorable i know and what's you know um susan colucci beth yeah beth yeah she um brought the guy who played young randall i mean young william young william no way Mm -hmm. that's so cool if you guys don't know what we're talking about you need to watch this freaking show like i'm not kidding and then listen to our other podcasts and you'll totally get it you will get it yeah thanks so jess let's get uh let's get a little um little jess time what's been going on with you young lady you got a a little something to tell us i know i know i I said this on um i posted this on Instagram, but in case you missed the memo, um, I had a little bit of a different holiday season where right before Christmas I actually got engaged. And, and like, who else is going to be my maid of honor than freaking Vanessa, right? Duh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so honored and excited. I cannot freaking wait to plan this wedding, you guys. It's going to be lit. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I mean I just I felt so with everything that was going on with you guys I almost felt like you know if you don't have time to do it then don't even worry about it I know being a maid of honor is a lot of responsibility and you have so much I I mean I already knew you had a lot on your plate and then like three four days later or six days later Joey gets in this huge accident I know so yeah I definitely been trying to I mean it's still early I just got engaged even though we're doing it really really fast we're gonna get married this summer just yeah. because guys I'm getting old and guess yeah, what I'm not getting old guess who got their first gray hair and <gasps> did it happen I are mean, you serious I mean I've had it for like a few weeks <laughs> no I I think I asked my sister one time and I think she told me the same thing like oh well 30 and I'm like shut up because I'm just you know right around, around the corner you're right around the river bend girl I am <laughs> but I'm gonna call you old for the next eight months that's fine that's I fine won't. I could live with that <laughs> <laughs> I know my 30th birthday is next week like exactly one week yes. from today yay I'm so excited yeah so we're gonna do 30 30 we're gonna do a little um 30th birthday slash engagement party yes Uh, I've just been researching wedding stuff Vanessa and I have gone to dress fittings play dress up oh my gosh it was so fun I know but I need to tell you something what you need to learn my angles Oh, my God. (laughs) I get shit from this for this all the time from Caroline. Like, she hates my guts because I can't take a photo. And I'm sorry for both of you guys. I apologize for your life and those moments that I messed up for you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like the worst person ever with any kind of device. You know that. (laughs) 
not. It's just really funny. We'll work on it, though. We'll work on it. I, I will master like... it by the big day. I promise you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm down here, and the camera is up there, so I'm already short, and now I look like extra troll, but that's fine. <laughs> That's okay. Um, speaking of troll, I w- of course, you know, I got engaged. So people are asking to see my ring. And on mm-hmm. more than one occasion, people have been like, shut up. That's not your hand. Like, that's so embarrassing. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was born with Shrek's fingers. But this is it. That's what they look like. And that's what my ring looks like. Thanks so much. little mini me hands or something, Jess. Uh, I guess. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, so just so you guys know, you will not be seeing any close-ups of my hand and my <laughs> ring because I've already been offended. <laughs> She's hiding those babies. Uh-huh. 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 Um... But, I mean, so far, things have been going decent for me. We found our venue pretty much right away. I'm hoping everything works out and that it's not some, like, (laughs) weird, I don't know. You know, we're working with, like, a private um, property, so you just never know when it's not, like, an official business. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Positive vibes. Positive vibes only. Yes, yes, yes. One of my best friends is getting married too. So I'm headed. I just came back from Mexico yesterday. I'm going Look back again. You. I know. For her bachelorette party. and that was How was it? It was fun. We. She's not really a drinker. So it wasn't like a crazy, you know, go hard or go home kind of bachelorette party. It was really like keep it together. The first night we stayed at the Airbnb that we um, rented out and we moved all the furniture and we basically just danced to our old jams from high school nice. and middle school. Um, yeah, and then the, sec- the second night we went out for a little while, um, but I don't know. The clubs are trying to be American, so they play a lot of house music, but the DJ sucks, so it just wasn't any good. Oh, my God. The drinks are all straight up sugar. Wow. Like, you can't get drunk there because there's no alcohol in their drinks, but they charge you like there is. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, We went to this, we got a boat right to this beach. It was super beautiful. Um, Nice. Where did you go? You went to Jalisco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, which, um, well, we went to Puerto Vallarta, yeah, which is in Jalisco. Um, and then in February, we're going to Mazatlan. February, dumb. In March, we're going to Mazatlan. Um, so I'm excited to do that. And then, it's, I mean, before you know it, once I'm done with her wedding, it's going to be like, heavy oh, like for yours yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna be like my to plan yours my bachelor party my bridal shower yeah the wedding and then that's it then i mean i guess honeymoon stuff i have to plan for but i have such a big year going on we're probably gonna postpone that to start in 2019 um no you have to go right away no well i think so you can get pregnant no i'm just kidding no, well we're gonna do we'll probably do a semi-local getaway like something in california yeah. Um, and then do like a big out of the country trip next year because I'm right. leaving the country too much this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, this girl's smuggling drugs. Like this little thing is smuggling drugs for sure. She's taking too many trips to Mexico for two sh- her down for too short a time. I'm just in and out <laughs> back, back to California over and over. Yeah. But. <laughs> It's nice. It was nice to get away. I was really worried, and I had posted on IG about what do other moms do when they're away from their kids, and pretty much across the board, everybody said they don't know what to do, yeah. that they're just like, I'm, I'm struggling with that. It's so hard for me to go to work, or just I can't even like leave the room. It's Everybody is stressing over separation anxiety i had to do it for like the whole week in the hospital and it was the hardest thing like i was just like so anxious like oh my gosh i know and you were thinking that like your breastfeeding journey was gonna come to an end Mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna lose my milk for sure there's just so many things to think about and it's 
sucks being away. As much as we're like, oh, okay, sometimes we need a break. But once we're away, we're just like, get me my child. Give me my <laughs> child back. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I did, of course, really miss Justine and I miss Ernie a lot. But it kind of like felt good to be with my friends. To be and, away. Yeah, like the friends that I went with, no one has kids. So it wasn't like there wasn't any baby talk. Um, it was just or other people bringing up their kids to make you miss yours Mm -hmm. yeah it was just a lot of like just young stuff and just really trying to focus on the bride and make sure she's having a good time so well we're gonna have to take a getaway trip for your bachelorette so I can have a reason to be like I I gotta go it's Mm -hmm. for Jessica's wedding I I have mommy needs some time away <laughs> i know at least like a weekend at least one night yes definitely i know th- when um last year i was in another friend's wedding and i had to do the same they were staying in the hotel for two nights um but i just stayed for one i couldn't bring myself to stay an extra night and i was still breastfeeding at the time so i stayed one night and the next morning we were supposed to have brunch but I left. <laughs> I woke up in the morning and I was like, I have to go. Like, I'm sorry. I can't do another six hours. I just want to be home. Yeah. But I think that when you're breastfeeding, that kind of has a lot to do with not wanting to separate. Yeah. You like feel like, no, I, my priority is with my baby right I mean, now. You're, I got to get there. Yeah. Like your body is still really connected to your child i mean it always is but i mean you're literally still feeding them from your body mm-hmm. and i think because i'm not breastfeeding anymore is why i feel like okay taking the you're time ready away. for the break right because I, <laughs> because I know i mean obviously she's still sad and she still cried for me and you know we facetimed so I don't have an iPhone. I don't know why I said we FaceTime. But we, (laughs) you guys guys know what I mean. We video chatted. Um, So, and she didn't even really care to see me. She said like, hi, mommy. Talked for like a minute and then ran off. Dude, that's how Zoe was with me. Like the whole week. She was just like, who's coming over to watch me today? Like, get lost. (laughs) Like, I don't care if you're here. And I'm like, ugh. I was really offended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, Luna didn't feel that way because you're still nursing her. I know, but she kind of did too. Like (laughs) some of the days I would come home and she was just like, "Mm, you're here. (laughs) No. Whereas bring bring back my cool aunts, you know, and I'm like, whatever. The the ones that let me do whatever I want. Let me watch Mm -hmm. Moana on repeat. (laughs) Yeah, and it's so crazy because like, oh my goodness, the day we came back from the hospital, like, these girls were both literally like crying at my legs, like both of them while I'm like trying to help him lay on the bed, do all these, you know, important things like settle in because it's our first, we're trying to learn how to, how he's comfortable, how to make him comfortable at home. And these kids are like flipping out. Like they're super needy when I'm here, of course. Yeah. So, and my sister was here and she was like, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for you because they were not acting like that the whole time you were gone. And like, they are obsessed with you. Yeah. When I went, they were chilling. Like Justine just went, took over. I'm like, they must want a new mommy or something. They want me to run away. They don't. They never want to see me again. (laughs) No, that's not true. Kids just give their moms a hard time. They totally do. So cute. They love us too much. They love us too much to love us. <laughs> Dude, yesterday when I got back, um, of course, she, you know, she really missed me, so she wanted to talk to me. But then I had just been on like this. I was traveling all day, so when I got home, I'm like, I want to use the bathroom. Like, I want to be in my regular toilet because you know, in Mexico, they don't have toilet seat covers. What? Oh, oh, yes, I do know that. I went to Cabo. So I had to like squat the whole time. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so when I got home, I was like, I want to like finally like freaking sit down on a toilet. And then Justine's like, I want to watch you. And I'm like, get <laughs> out. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Dude, when you cannot go to the bathroom, like even like. I swear, I probably don't get to go to the bathroom in peace, not even once a day. Like, not even one time. Not <laughs> once. 
I do. She's usually pretty good because I typically I don't let her in. Yeah. Um, unless like no one's home and I'm like, okay, fine, you can come in here. Um, but there was, you know, Ernie was here, my mom was here, so I was like, no, you can't come in here. Like, and she was like, hick rocks, Justine. Yeah. Mommy needs like five minutes. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me just relax my body for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I was really, really happy to see her. And I just brought her like a little t-shirt back. And oh, cute. she loved it. She wanted to put it on right away, but I have to wash it. So. I had, to, like, I had to hide it from she's her. from Mexico, honey. Yeah, I got <laughs> to wash this. Mm-hmm. But so I mean, funny. so for both of us, we are going to continue to have a lot of stuff going on for the next six months. Yes, but our number one is going to be planning this wedding that I'm, oh my gosh. No, 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 so no, 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 no. Number one is Joey's health. Well, the duh. One, <laughs> but the number, number one two, fun thing. And then number two. <laughs> Come on. And then number two is working for number one. <laughs> yeah, we um, yeah, this is gonna it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. Yes. I'm gonna go again. We're gonna go again this weekend to try on some more dresses. Yeah, hopefully she says yes to the dress. I'll let you guys know. I will. Maybe I'll let you guys see our uh, dress shopping mission through. Our Moody Mommy story for the day. Maybe, but they can't see like... Maybe. They can't see details. Yeah. They can just see us like talking. Because cause Ernie follows. Ernie oh, follows no, Ernie. Numbers. You have to unfollow for just like a couple <laughs> hours. He doesn't <laughs> listen to our podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't support me like that. I'm just he kidding. He love us that much. I'm He's kidding. like, I have to hear you guys talking when I'm like in your presence. I don't want to actually <laughs> hit play and hear you. <laughs> Seriously, huh? Um, no, but yeah, so we nobody can see exactly the dresses we try on. Unless it's like a definite no. <laughs> yeah, like a hell no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I had but a, I don't think we would be trying on any hell no's I had, like I had, severe ones. I had like a couple of those at David's Bridals. I mean, hell I, no's. Yeah, where I, it's like you can't even see the dresses. It's weird. They have them really covered, and they just tell you go around and take pictures of some of the of the barcodes, I guess, and then they're gonna uh-huh. go around and get an idea of what it is that you like. But you can't even tell what the dresses look like because they're freaking bagged up. No way. Yeah, so then they, like, brought me the dress that I, you know, scanned. And I'm just like, ew, like, this is not what I thought the dress was Yeah, what a waste of time. It really did feel like it because unlike when you and I went where we had our consultant and that Mm -hmm. just that one consultant was for us, they were so busy it was, like, shared consultation. So they'd bring me a dress and then she'd go right and help somebody else. And then so I was like staying in the dresses for like 10 minutes. And it's like, take this off of me already. I don't (laughs) wear this dress. It's so ugly. Yeah, I like the place that we went. And I felt like you put on a lot of very pretty dresses. And it was just so fun, like to see you in all of these different styles. And it's just exciting. I'm so excited to do this with you. It's it's going to be so much I'm glad that at least, you know, we have some good stuff to go along with all the like shitty stuff yes, that's going on. Something too. to keep me alive. <laughs> uh-huh. Something to keep me positive about. It gives you I give you a reason to get pulled out of your house away from your family. Yes, like bit. oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. And it happens to be something totally fun. Uh-huh. So, bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what's been going on with me. It's just been nonstop of everything. Making the freaking wedding website and trying to figure out invitations and get everybody's email addresses. It's taking me forever to get everybody's email. I'm sure you have like a million people you know. No, 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 no. You know what? We're actually inviting a lot less people than I thought we were. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you started that yet? A guest list? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. What are you at? Um, We're like under 200. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. I know. We just... Ernie's family is not that big. 
And then, you know, he only really knows his dad's side of the family. And Mm -hmm. me, I only really have my mom's side. And a few people, maybe like mm, 10 or 15 people from my dad's side. So it's really small. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is just our friends. Yeah. But yeah, should we let them know where they could find us? Or do you want to tell them a little bit more about what's been going on? Or Um, We've just been all over the place with our good and our bad. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we're going to try to find some more time to get some of these episodes out to you guys, chat it up with what's going on with us, with our wedding planning progress, and, of course, some talk about what these crazy kids are up to these days. Um, But, yeah, in the meantime, you guys can Google us. We are the Moody Mommy Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys can find us on Instagram at the Moody Mommy Podcast. Where else, Jess? Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher as the Moody Mommies Podcast. You could also find us as This Is Us and the Moody Mommies, which covers the show we were just talking about that you guys have to watch. And seriously, like I'm not joking, you have to rate and review us. Uh, we yeah, need guys. It. Like. Is anybody even listening? I say this <laughs> all the time. Like, I know. There are. I, I get to see the numbers on the backside, so I know people are listening. Um, but we really need your help because, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, it's hard to find. So if you rate and review the Moody Mommies podcast, and please with the This Is Us podcast because... That's the one we, like, really need help and support on uh, yes. that one. We need all the love, guys. All the love everywhere. It takes two seconds. So And doing these podcasts takes a lot of our time. So I know. We would so if you guys want to hear us, let us know you love us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we started a Twitter. I, we opened a Twitter account, but I haven't really got a chance to use it yet. But we're under the Moody Mommies if you want to give us a follow. Maybe people are following us. It'll give me a reason to want to post about things. Give us a reason to tweet elite. Mm-hmm. Um, but our main, our main source is Instagram, which Vanessa already talked about. Yeah. So find us, guys. Like, subscribe, comment, rate, review. Send us all your love. Send us your thoughts. Let us know what you guys want to hear us talking about. Um, any questions you have for us, uh-huh. you guys can email us. And in the meantime, we will, stay we'll, tuned. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with our Aqua Safety Talk. Yes. Bye. Bye. Say Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies Podcast. Yeah.